Okay, today's daf is Pesachim daf Kuftes. So disclaimer, this is like the last daf for a couple days of standard sugyas of Avi Pesachim. We're going to move on to Samagadata or Hibijibi stuff, whatever you want to call it, for two days. But for right now, we have one more daf. So let's enjoy. Tanur Rabbanan, Hakol Chayavim, so we're four lines from the bottom, daf Kuftes, Amid Bey. Tanur Rabbanan, Hakol Chayavim, Ba'arba Kois Halalu. Everyone is chayev, everyone is obligated in these four cups of wine that we drink by the Seder. Echad anashim, men, ve'echad anashim, women are chayev as well. As we said before, afheim hoyu ba'isanes, and ve'echad tinaikos, and children. And tinaikos is a lashon of very young children. So that's what it seems like. Kornitanakama, even young children would be chayev. Some rabbi Yehuda, v'chimat ha'elas yeshli tinaikos b'yayin. Why would you give toddlers wine or young children? Why would you give them wine? So there's two ways to learn this. Either it means they're putter from mitzvahs anyways. So what's the point? If we're talking about so young children that are at such a young age, or it means that even if they're nine years old, they're not going to enjoy it. Ella, so rather Rabbi Yehuda says, meaning you really there's no purpose in giving them wine to drink as far as chinuch goes. Very interesting chinuch lesson here. If you look at the Bishanim, they say that if he's not going to enjoy it now, he's not going to realize what we're doing. There's no point in him actually going through the motions. So instead, give him something that he enjoys. Give him kloyos ve'agayzin ba'erev Pesach, or it means at night, you give him kloyos, uh, which would be like, you know, some type of granola, which sounds like chametz, actually, but don't do that. So back in the day, they used to know how to do this. If you would, if you would uh, heat up the kernels, we spoke about that earlier, you would figure out a way to have kosher Pesach granola. But, but you should give them candy or something ve'agayzin ba'erev Pesach today, shaloyishnu v'yashalo, in order that they shouldn't sleep, and they should be up, give them some sugar. And once they're up, they're going to ask questions. They're going to ask the Manashtana. That's part of the, the goal of Seder night is Vigat Levincha. So you want them to ask questions. So Amru Allah Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva, they said the following about Rabbi Kiva. That he used to give these candies to, uh, to the children at Pesach in order that they shouldn't sleep and they should ask Shilas. And uh, depending on the age, at some point they are of age to drink, you know, dal crisis of grape juice. But if they're much younger, so then there's no point in doing it. What should he do? It's not, it's not instead, but something else to keep in mind is you want them to be up, leil haseder, so give them candy, and we're going to see, you should even have them nap in the afternoon. It's not a new thing, it's an ancient practice to try to get your children to nap, Arab Pesach. So we'll see. Tanya, uh, the Gemara says like this, Tanya, Rabbi Lezer, Aymer, Choytvin Matzais, they would be Choytif Matzais, which could mean many things. Either you take the matzah away from the children, meaning if they're eating matzah, they can eat too much, they're going to fall asleep. So either take the matzah away from them, that's one shot. Another shot is you remove the matzah from the table. So you just made Kiddush, you had your karpas, then you remove the matzah, mm-hmm. And the kids, the children are going to ask, oh, well, what happened? I thought we were eating a meal here, manashtana. So that's part of, we actually do this. We don't really take the matzah and put it away. We're very lazy. And the minute is to just cover the matzah by manashtana. So it's not going to get the children to ask. They're not even realizing what you're doing. But the point is to remove the matzah, and the children will ask. Another pshat, this is actually the Rambam's pshat, is that you would steal matzah from your friend. That's 
the minog, the source for the minog of Afikaimen, it's based in this Gemara, Chaitfin Matzois, the Leili Psachim, the Shiltinaikais, to keep the children up. It's even, even if they're not actually doing this, but the whole, they're waiting for the Afikaimen present, mission accomplished, that they're staying up, Shalayishin, if they shouldn't sleep, they should ask the Kashas, and you should be Makai in the mitzvah of Vigat Televencha. Just something to keep in mind that if we have children, even if we don't have children, but the, the main mitzvah of Lel Seder is not how much wine you drink, how good the matzahs were, even how many how much divitari you said on your Haggadah. The mitzvah is to vigata levincha. If you don't have children, so you, you say it to your wife, or you say it to yourself if you're eating alone. But that's the main, the, the goal is sipur yitis mitzrayim. Obviously, you have a key mitzvah of matzah and marah, but that's really the, the, the agenda for the Seder. Okay, Tanya, Amru, Allah, Rabbi Kiva, we had this before. Miyamav le'amar higia islamai. He never said, you know, learning, learning is over. That's like, you know, your camp learning groups. Like, learning never ends. He never said that. Higia islamai duvesa medrash, except for two times. Chutz mi'avi p'sachim ve'erev yamikipurim. These two times, that the father should go home, help out with the kids so that their wives could cook, right? And they, and they should put their kids to sleep, right? So, so on, on Erev Pesach, you want the children to sleep so they're up for the Seder. Erev Yom Kippur, so give your children what to eat. Because it's a mitzvah of achila on Erev Yom Kippur, and you want your children to eat as well. Some take out this last part of sheachilu as b'neim, sheachilu that they should eat. That's the that's the that's the uh, text we have in Brachos Tavches that in order that you should eat on Erev Yom Kippur. Okay, next, once we mention children by the seder, we mention another halacha that has to do with the family. Tanu Rabbanan. Chayav Adam l'sameach banav u'bnei beisah b'regal. You have a chayav not only to have your own simcha, as we had previously in Masechtas Pesachim. V'hayisah sameach. We had a drush on that. You have to be happy. We spoke about when, maybe at night at night, but by day for sure. We spoke about the mitzvah of simcha. Not only that, there's another halacha. Chayav Adam l'sameach banav u'bnei beisah b'regal. And Yantav Shneim the pasuk says v'samach to bechagecha, and the pasuk continues ata uvincha. It actually goes further. So, how do you have your family, you know, uh, rejoice? You drink wine. That's how you rejoice. Have Yehuda Oimer? Nope. That this is not. Uh, it's not across the board that everyone's going to enjoy wine. Anashim b'royelahem. Vinashim b'royelahem. Men should should whatever they uh, enjoy. And Nashim, what they enjoy. What does that mean? Nashim, Baroy Lehem, what's fitting for them that's behind with wine. Vinashim, Bemai, Tanya Rav Yosef, the Bavel, and Bavel, what they would like would be big, big day Tzavainim. They would like Tzavainim, which is colored clothing. Barat Yisrael, the big day Pishtun, Megahat, and Eretz Yisrael, that the wives would like these freshly pressed linen begadim. That's what they wanted to wear, so that's what you would buy for them for Pesach. The Yushami talks about buying shoes, so whatever your practice is, whatever your wife is happy with, some of the Pais can discuss today buying flowers. There's even interesting Shaila, so one of the Swarm, what if you fix something? Like, you, uh, you scored a lot of points right before Pesach. You fixed uh, the broken brawn kugel maker. I don't know, you fixed something very nice, you know, did a good job. Well, you yaitza simchas yantav, interesting Shaila. So it really depends how you learn what Simcha Siyantav is. Let's just do one more piece, and then we'll go back to this. Tanya Rabbi Yudah B'Meseir Oimer, B'zman Shebeis HaMikdash Kayim, when the Beis HaMikdash was around, ain't Simcha Ela B'Basar. The true Simcha 
it was only the basar, the basar of the shlamim. Shneimer the pasuk says, "V'zavachta shlamim v'yachata sham v'samachta ufnei Hashem alikecha." So that's the pasuk. The pasuk says you're gonna be sameach with shlamim, and there's some type of gzeir shava or like a hekish that v'samachta bechagecha. Similar terminology must be with the carbon chagiga with the shlamim shamei chagiga. As we said before, Ba'akshav, She'ain Beis HaMikdash Kayam, now that we no longer have the Beis HaMikdash, Ain Simcha Ela Biyayin, there's no halacha of Ain Simcha Ela Babasar, it's not true, it's Ain Simcha Ela Biyayin, She'nemar Biyayin is Samach Levav Enosh. And today the only Simcha really is the Simcha of Yayin. So the Pais can discuss, uh, if you look at the Ramam, the Ramam is quoted as saying, and he says it, that you need to have Simcha Ela Babasar, you need Basar Biyayin, so maybe you have to eat Fleishiks at the at all meals on Yantiv. That's the Iker Simcha is Bebasar. However, the Beis Yosef is bothered. You look at the Gemara, the Gemara says that's only Bisman that the Beis Yimintosh was around. That's when he had a Chiv to eat Basar. But Bisman Azeh, it's El All you need is wine. You don't, eating meat is not going to, there's no Chiv to eat meat. There's no Simcha Yantiv with the Basar, Bisman Azeh. So how do we pass him? So, the, this is not how the Beis Yosef understood the Ramam because he's bothered by it, but the Shagas Ari has a piece in it, and the truth is once you have a Shagas Ari involved, you know it's a complicated sugya. So many of the Paiskim have different ways of figuring out what is included in Simchas Yantif and what is not. And you actually, just to bring out the Shaila, you have a question like this. Let's say, let's say someone wants to have a milchik meal on, on Yantif. Are they missing out on Simchas Yantif that they're not eating meat? Let's say they do enjoy meat, but... I don't know, it's a three-day yantif, and six meals of basar just seems too much, so they plan on having, I don't know, uh, omelets, first day of Pesach, that's, that's what they're going to be serving. Does that work? Are you still yaitza simchas yantif, or maybe there's some Indian of eating basar? So this was brought to light by the Chavis Yar. The Chavis Yar, this is found in the Pischei Tshuva, he quotes the Chavis Yar. The Pischei Tshuva is a collection of Tshuva Svarim written on the bottom of the Shulchan Aruch, in Yeridea, and other, other parts of Shulchan Aruch. So in Simen Aleph, in, in Yeridea, is Hilcha Shechita. That's the first thing you have to figure out when you want to eat meat. You have to shechita properly. So there it discusses that at some point, historically, they put a ban on anybody just getting up and shechting. And if you know the halachas, you can't shecht. You need a Kabbalah. You need to have a license, a license to shecht. So there's a story, we mentioned this previously in the Shurim, that there was this, uh, the Rav in town uh, realized that the Sheikhit was sick, he wasn't, wasn't going to show up, and it was right before Yantif. The Rav himself knew Hilcha he knew how to shecht, but he didn't have this Kabbalah, he didn't have this Messiah, this, um, this Tudah that said he's a Kasher Shechita. So he's going against the Cheyran that the Ramah talks about, that you cannot shecht unless you have the Tudah. So the Chavis Yar debates. If there's a mitzvah to eat Basar on Yantif, so maybe we should say, we'd rather him violate this Cheyran and then, and everyone else can eat meat, because there's a mitzvah of Simchas Yantif with basar. If there's no mitzvah of Simchas Yantif with, with basar, let everybody eat uh, fish, eat the gefilte fish, and this, this rub doesn't have to violate the cherem. So it really comes to light, this halacha. Or another example would be, let's say you have someone who's vegan, and something wrong with being vegan, and then they decide they want to, and they want to become a ger. So part of gerus is kabbalah mitzvahs. You have to accept all the mitzvahs. So let's say the potential convert says, I will eat everything, but I will not eat meat. I'm never going to eat meat. So is that called a lack of Kabbalah Samitzvahs? So the truth is, if they're going to say they're not going to eat meat, what about carbon Pesach? So let's say they say, okay, fine. When Mashiach comes, we'll deal with it then. I'll eat a of, of, of lamb. Fine. 
But you're telling me every yantif, every meal I have to eat meat, I'm not going to do that. So is that lacking in Kabbalah HaMitzvah? So Rabbi Vav Yosef, son, one of the sons had a tshuva on this. I, I, I remember reading it a couple years ago. So L'chaira depends on the Shailah. If we say eating meat is part of the Simchas Yantif, as the Ramam is quoted as saying, so then it's not Kabbalah HaMitzvah. So you're not accepting the dual mitzvah. One of the mitzvahs is eating meat. And the Darkei Tshuva brings, the Munkach Rebbe, he brings that you shouldn't eat Melchik's on, on Shavuos as a meal. You should have be mekayim the Ramah, have your cheese danishes before you eat your suda. You, can't have a, you cannot have a milchik suda. That's one way of learning it. While others say, like the Beis said, there is no mitzvah of eating basar, ain't simcha elabiyayin. But according to the Beis that means you have to drink wine. Let's say you don't like wine. L'chaira, according to the Beis ain't simcha elabiyayin. So there's a whole different mahalach how to learn, which is, which is pretty logical. And the mahalach is that when the Beis Yosef was around, there was a mitzvah de Araisa of eating your carbon shlamim. Now that there's no longer this specific item that's part of the mitzvah, we no longer have a specific uh, way of being Mekayim Simchas Yantif. How are we Mekayim Simchas Yantif? So that's what the Gemara is talking about. Our Gemara in Pesachim is different than the Gemara that we had, Rabbi Yudu ben Maseira. Rabbi Yudu ben Maseira is talking about Bismanch, Bismanch, Kayim, Ein Simcha, Lebabasar. But when there's no Bismanch, what's the Simcha? So the Shagas Ari explains, Bechol Mine Simcha, whatever makes you happy. Shoes, flowers, fixing your brawn, wine. Uh, impossible burgers, whatever makes you happy, that is what you should use for Simchas Yantif. And based on that, Rabelsky used to always say, let's say you see a person, he hates wine, he can't take the sulfates, he, he can't stand wine, and he's drinking in a chalamite to be yaitzah Simchas Yantif, that's not called Simchas Yantif. How is that Simchas Yantif? You're being happy that you drink a cup of wine? Where's the Simcha? You're putting yourself in pain. And therefore, many people don't enjoy wine. They don't drink, they should not drink wine. They're not being a kind of Simchas Yantif by that. So Yain is an example of what people used to like. And if you look at the Rambam, it's actually, um, if you look at, if you're medactic in the words of the Rambam, he doesn't quote this Gemara of, of Shlamim, Ein Simcha Elababasar. He quotes the, the broader Gemara that Kol Mine Simcha, all types of Simcha you could use for Simcha Siantif. Whether it's, and, and of course we would add flowers and, and that, he says Basar because people typically like Basar, so that would be a way to be Mekayim Simcha Siantif. So let's say a person prefers a Milchik meal one day of Yantif. This is what we do on Shavuos for many people. Halach is, you could indeed eat a dairy meal based on this, this uh, way of learning it, this, this mahalach, because for you, that's your Simchas Yantif right now. So Rabbi, Rabbi J.D. Bleich, he had an article on vegetarianism. I think, it's one of, I think it's the first volume of his book. So he, in a footnote, if I recall correctly, he says that, that let's say a person really likes meat, but they became meshuga about ve- veganism, but they really enjoy the meat. So he says, for them, their simchas yantiv should be that they have to eat a steak because they really like it. I, they, uh, they, they make believe they're vegan. If they really like the steak, they should be eating it for simchas yantiv. So one could argue that if, if that's called their tainug, their tainug is not to eat meat. That's also called the tainug. So interesting, uh, interesting uh, footnote to his article. But la halacha, I think we, we would accept, we, we do accept geirim that are vegan, and we, uh, we would say that's not a lack of Kabbalah Samitzvah. There is never a time where there, uh, until Mertz Hashem, we have the Bez uh, Hashem, the Karim Pesach, the Meher of Yemenu, but until then, there is no specific time that they have to eat meat. Okay, let's keep going. Amar Rav Yitzchak, Kisto de Moryasa, the, uh, the keli, you had some type of vessel that they would sell this morius, which was some type of fish brine, that size cup, he have a kamin luga de mikdasha. That's the size of a lug in the base of mikdash. 
Now, why do we care what a look in the base of Mishnah was? Because when we use the term revius, let's see, oh, you have to make Kiddush on a revius. Revius of what? What's a quarter? Revius means a quarter. Oh, it's a revius of a lug, a quarter of a lug. So, now that I have an item that's a lug, so I fill it up to the top, and if I, if I divide it into four, I got myself four cups of wine. Because each cup is a revius of a lug. Beautiful. So, Obama Shah and Revius shall Pesach. Amrav Yechna, Timaniosa Kadmaisa Davgitzveria. The original uh, uh, measurement of this uh, Timania, whatever that Kaili was, Haviyasera Oda, it was bigger than our uh, Tuman, whatever that means, some type of Kaili. It was river, it was a quarter bigger, and Obama Shah and Revius shall Pesach. That that was the original size for the, for the uh, Revius. Amrav Chista. Revius Shatira, anytime we have a Revius in the Tyra, meaning anytime that Shiurim, we need a, a Shir of a Revius, it comes up in Hilchas Tumah, it comes up when you're making a Bracha, Bracha Achreina. So the, the halacha is that it's Etzba'ayim, Al Etzba'ayim, Burum, Etzba'ayim, Vechatsi Etzba, Vechaymich Etzba. So there's, there's different ways of measuring it. The, original, the, the way we have it uh, in many Rishonim is Revius is Beitza Vechatsi, it's 1.5 eggs. And that's how people typically measure a revius. That's how you measure a kazayas. A kazayas is, is a third of that, so it's a half an egg. However, here, we have a different measurement. So you have etzba'ayim al etzba'ayim. So you have two fingers, which means the, the, the width of your thumb, by two. Berum etzba'ayim v'chatsi etzba v'chomesh etzba. And the height is 2.7, right? Chatsi etzba v'chomesh etzba. Yeah. So 2.7, so it's 2 by 2 by 2.7 uh, thumb widths, and that's the size of a revius. Now before, you know, let's just, let's just finish the Gemara, then we'll get back to some of the Shurim. Kedetani went in a brisa, v'rachatz b'mayim is kolbasar. It says by, when a person is going to the mikvah, he's, he's tame, he has to wash his body in water. V'rachatz b'mayim es kolbasar. So you have to get your entire body in water. And we learn out a drasha from there, which has nothing to do with this Gemara for now, but the Gemara just continues. Now, the Torah says, Bimayim. Didn't, didn't say Bimayim, it says Bamayim, with water. So that means Bimayim Mikvah. It has to be water that is, that is uh, Mikvah, Mikavim, which means it's, in a, um, it's gathered water, and it's not, uh, it's not Mayim uh, Shuavim, it's not water that was drawn. It's not in the keli, so all your halachas of, of, uh, of mikvah. Es kol basara, and this is the point that we brought it into our Gemara. What does es kol basara mean? Mayim shkol gufa oila bahen. Water that could cover your entire body. V'kamahena, what's the shear? So Chazal said the following. Ama al-ama barum shalash amais. That it's one ama by an ama and three amas deep. Obviously you need space for the person to go in. And when he goes down, the water is going to come up. It's going to cover his entire body. And shiri chacham shir me mikvah arbaim sa. So chacham said that that mikvah is 40 sa. And if you do the math, which we're not going to do, but you're welcome to spend time afterwards going through the math, it comes out that two, two, uh, you have your, uh, your etzba'ayim, uh, sorry, you have your two by two by 2.7. That is the same that is the size of a revius, because you have a revius of a lug. A lug is a quarter of a kav. You have nine kav in a sa, and you have 40 sa in a mikvah. You do the math, it comes out to the same size as a revius, as, as the size of these two fingers. Very nice. Now, the problem is, or the challenge is, now that we have two ways of measuring, 
So the night of Yehuda, many years later, after this Gemara, that's Slach, he measures it and he sees that, that the measurement we have for eggs is ha- almost half the size of the finger measurement. So he's bewildered. How could we be relying on the egg measurement when you have another Gemara Psachim, which we have in our daf, which tells us that a Revius is the size of these finger two, two by two by two by seven, and it comes out it's much bigger than the classic standard Revius that everybody was using, the 1.5 eggs. So he says it must be either the eggs became smaller, which uh, Rabbi Dovah come from the CRC, he, uh, he, he once wrote a, wrote a piece on this, that historically eggs, if anything, became bigger, not smaller. If they, have, uh, they found eggs from all these in archaeological findings, interesting article, if you want, I can send it to you. Uh, I don't know if it's an article, it's a share. Anyways, so, so uh, that was another Behuda's thing. So the Tzlach is quoted by Ola Achronim, that says when it comes, that it says we should be machmer, we should be machmer that to have the bigger shear. So the Bir Halacha is famous for saying the Mishnah that when it comes to the Araisas, let's be machmer for the bigger shear. And some people are more machmer when it comes to matzah, the first kezayas of matzah by the Savior, you'll see all your different charts from your OU guide, CRC guide, that the first matzah has to be much bigger than the second matzah. Why is that? Because when it comes to the Araisas, maybe we should be chayshesh for the tzlach, for the Huda, that our shear revius, which ends up being the shear kezayas, is, is really wrong. And we got to double it up, or almost double it up. And you see people being machmer there, right? But the Rabbanon, Dal Kaisa, the Rabbanon, Yafi Kaim is the Rabbanon, Yermar is the Rabbanon, they're more mako. However, Rabbi Yashiv and many of the Paiskim in Yerushalayim, they felt that we never, uh, we're not concerned for the Slach, we go by the Gemara, the Gemara told us, Beit of Achati is Ravius, and that's the Halacha. So if a person could, he should try to be machmer by Deraisas for the Slach, but La uh, Halacha, you do not have to be. It ends up being funny because let's say you're Shir Chala, the whole the five pounds that everybody says, that's a tremendously, it's a huge shear. It's based on the tzlach and chumras, and some people don't, don't, don't take challah when it's less than that. It's, it's a big chiddush. Okay. By the way, there's a, there's a humorous piece to that, that the tzlach is quoted um, on the side of the Shulchan Aruch, he, he's, oh, sorry, the Nebuchadnezzar Yehuda, in, in, on the side of the Shulchan Aruch, on the Dagam Ravava, he, he, um, he, sa- he, he says this, the same thing, that the shirim are different, and I forgot who wrote it, but there's a, they quote the Tshuva Me'ahava, some say he was a Talmud or a contemporary of the Neid Behuda. He said he asked the Neid Behuda, he said, I don't understand. You're, you're, you're a very big person. Your fingers are much bigger than everyone else's fingers. So you're measuring it based on your fingers. And of course it's bigger than the, than the, the shear of the Gemara. So the Tshuva Mehava says that the Neid Behuda smiled at him, but didn't change his mind. So that's what we have. Okay. Next. By the way, when it comes to building a mikvah, you see Chumrah Sheba Chumrahs. Like the, the standard mikvah they do now is like 250... Uh, 250 gallons. I think that's like a mikvah USA standard pour. And if you do the math, it is almost triple what we really need. It's, it's, it's a tremendous cost of money. But uh, when you're building a mikvah, they just try to do the chachilot to all the shitas. Every year it goes up. So when I was learning in Kailo, which is not that long ago, it was 192 gallons. That was like the standard. Now it's 250. So every, every couple of years, they add some gallons to the water, to how much, how, how big the, the bar mikveh has to be. Amar Ravashi, Amar Li, Ravin, Bar Chinenah, Shulchan Shem Mikdash. The Shulchan, or the base of Mikdash, they had the Lechem Aponim, Shaprokim Hava, it was made up of many pieces. The Isoka Daita, Haduki Hava Mahadik, if you tell me that it was one big piece, and it was all fastened together, you were not able to, you know, uh, to, to, to take it apart and, and reassemble it, how could it have fit in a mikveh? Because amsa by amsa hechematla, you can't take it, something that's amma by amma and toivel it. Now the Gemara here is assuming that every mikvah is this little 
mikvah, like they have in Uman, you know, like they have, they, in Uman, when I was there, they had two mikvahs, the $10 one and the $1 one. So I went to the $10 one. I can't imagine what the $1 one looked like. But anyways, maybe they improved over the years. So they, the Gemara here is assuming that this little bar, and that's where everything was titled. The Gemara says, my kusha, no, Dilma, Vayam, Shasa, Shlema. Maybe they titled it, and there was a Yam, Shasa, Shlema in the, in the base of Mikdash, a big pool. If you go to the, the, the tunnel tours by the, by the Kaisal, they, they show you where, where it should be, according to the, to the digs. It looks like it was a very big space. Have a mock belay. Maybe they titled it there. Why, why, why do they have to use a, the, the smallest shear? They had a big one. We're trying to figure out the smallest shear that your yaitza mikvah, fine, but why couldn't they title in the big one? Tani Rabchia, Yamsha, Sashlema, Masig, Neva, Chamishim, Mikvah Tahara. It was able to hold 150 mikvahs. It was very big. Okay. Now we're getting into, just briefly, we're going to get into the next Gemara, which talks about Zugais, which talks about peers. So maybe tomorrow we'll spend a little more time on some of the background to the limited understanding that I have. That is that there, there was some type of concern of mazikin or shadim or something when a person would do things in peers. So the, how does it connect to Avi Psachim? Because we, t- we do four cups of wine, which is two units of two. So that's called zugais, peers. And the Gemara's gonna ask, isn't that a sakana? So we're just gonna start the Gemara now. We'll end early, when a little early today. But then Mertzashem tomorrow we'll pick up and the next two daf really get into some heavy duty uh, zugais. So I once heard from Rav Shechter's Talmud, Rav Leibowitz, he claims, I, don't, I didn't confirm this, that when Rav Shechter teaches Psachim, he, like, he literally reads through the next two daf in, in two minutes. That uh, he feels that it's not Negea, whatever. So we'll talk about it for a minute. Most of the Paiskim do not bring this down, the halacha. So Rav Shechter is definitely uh, in good company. Okay. So the Gemara says this. That's the Mishnah we had. That's going to end up causing one to be in Sakonavah. A person should not eat things, you know, double, like the like two eggs, two uh, I don't know, two carrots, don't eat double. Don't drink two cups. And don't wipe yourself in the bathroom two times. Don't have tashmish two times. Meaning the two is the issue. So how could the chachamim be misaking to have four cups of wine? You're doing two sets of two. Isn't that a problem? So the Gemara says, Amarav Nachman, that the Torah refers to Pesach as Lel Shimurim. It says Lel Shimurim, Shimurim Lechol Bnei Yisrael Oderaisam. Lel Hamashomar Uba Minamazikin. It's a Lel tonight. That's Mashomar. It's uh, guarded from the Mazikin, from from uh, the Shadim, whatever the Mazikin are. If you meet one, let me know. And there's no concern that they're going to harm you on Pesach. So it sounds like Kuntar of Nachman during the year you cannot drink in peers. But on Pesach, you could because it's Lel Shemurim. So I just want to bring down just two halachas that come out of this. There's a, uh, there's a Shulchan Aruch. So I always say this story. I just said it actually on Sunday. So if you're hearing it for the second time this week, I apologize. I try not to repeat myself. So there was a shul in Brownsville that our Pam used to in when he was a younger, younger boy. And the shul said, we, we don't need a rabbi. They, used to, they, need, they said that we need a rabbi to help us with Rashi Tevis. If we don't know what the words, uh, the Rashi Tevis means, we need a rough to tell us that. And that's it. So it said that that year, Pesach fell out, Matzoi Shabbos, like this year. And they get to, they get to Vayichulu, they do Vayichulu, and they weren't sure, should we say Magen Avais? 
they heard Epis, maybe there's a reason not to say it on Yantif or something. So they take out a Luach, and the Luach says, Ein Oimrim Me'ein Sheva. It says, we don't say Me'ein Sheva. So they said, we never say Me'ein Sheva, and therefore they said Magena Voice. Now, we know that Magena Voice is Me'ein Sheva, the bracha of, the bracha that starts, right? That bracha is Me'ein Sheva. It's similar to the bracha, the, the seven brachas of Shemana Esrei. If you go through it, Right? Magena voice is the, the bracha, the second bracha. Then you have Machai Meisim, right? You have Dana Shalom, so you already have those seven brachas. That's Me'in Shava. So, anyways, he said you need a rabbi in life. Okay, but anyways, let's just go back to Tehokas Pesach. Let me just find it. Now that we know that there is a halacha of Lel Shimurim, the Shulchan Aruch says in Simitav Pezayin, the last piece in Sif Aleph, the Ein Oymen Birchas Me'in Sheva. If Pesach, uh, even if it falls out Matzah Shabbos, you don't see the Brach of Me'in Sheva. Why is that? So the Mishabur sends us to uh, Hilcha Shabbos. And Hilcha Shabbos, the re- if you look at the, the Halachas, the reason why we say the Bracha of Me'in Sheva is because there will be people that would be stuck, they would be left in their, uh, that they, they would come late to Shul. And if you would come late to Shul, and people, if they would da- finish davening quickly, You'd be left around in shul, you know, alone, and you'd have to walk home in the sadais through the fields, and there would be these mazikin. So the Mishnah says that's why we we schlep out mariv uh, Friday night, and we do this extra birchas main shava. Some chazanim are very makman in it, but you have this birchas main shava to schlep out davening to make sure that everyone, even if they came late to shul, they could finish manasrei and they could walk out with everyone else, so they're not going to be harmed by the mazikin. So comes along, the, the Mishra explains in Hilchus Pesach, so on Pesach, where it's Lel Shimurim, you don't need this extra Magina voice because you don't need people to, to even if people walk home themselves, there's be no problem because it's, it is, it is a Lel Shimurim and therefore it will be no concern. By the way, I'm, I'm, I'm confusing it. It's not if Pesach falls out on the Shabbos. Pesach falls out Friday night. I said it wrong. Sorry. I said it wrong twice already this week. Well, it's pretty bad. Okay, so Fine. Another halacha, if you look in the, the, the discussion when it comes to the, the, the Kriyashma Lamita, so there are psukim you say uh, for, to go against the Mazikin. We have this in the first paragraph of Brachais. So the Menech is brought down. You don't have to say that the, uh, the night of the Seder because it's Lel Shimuram. Let's just do two more pieces here and we'll, we'll stop. Rav Amar, has a different tariff. The reason why you're allowed to do this uh, Zugais by the Lel say this, Kaisha Bracha Mitzdarif L'Tayva, Fede Mitzdarif L'Ra. So when, every time you're having another cup, that cup won't be viewed as being Mitzdarif, as a Zug, as a peer. It won't be Mitzdarif L'Ra, only be L'Tayva. Ravina Amar, Ravina says, different shot, Arba Kasset Kinu Rabbanon, Derecheres. There are four cups of wine, the Chamor Mitzak in Derecheres. But it's not one big mitzvah. Really, it's kochad v'chad mitzvah ba'apei nafshahu. Every mitzvah is its own thing. You have kiddush, you have the bracha of magid, you have benching, you have halal. There's no zugai. Zugai is when you combine it, you do it as a peer. There's four separate items, and therefore, there is no concern of zugai. So, okay, we'll stop here, and we'll continue with the, uh, the rest of the b'risa tomorrow, and we'll get to more uh, issues of mazikim and interesting agarata gemaras. So stay tuned. Have a good night.